0: Jesus always did those things which please his father and the children of God should always do those things that please our father in heaven. Just as Joseph was obedient to Jacob, I want to encourage all of us to be obedient to the will of our Father. What that means is that if in God's Word, God has revealed something that says, hey, this does not make me happy, this is not how I want you to live, then what should we do? Just not do that. Because God is not the great cosmic
1: killjoy. God says, I love you enough not to want you to hurt yourself. Today, you'll be asked to take a hard look at yourself and your actions Self examination is never easy, but it takes you to an important place. When you see your lack, you can then get what you need. As Pastor Daniel says today, we're all followers. It's just a matter of who you're following. And anyone but God as the leader will just result in winding, circular confusion. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with his continuing study entitled Setting the Stage.
0: These Are the twelve tribes of Israel And this is what their father spoke to them And he blessed them He blessed each one According to his own blessing Then he charged them and said to them I am to be gathered to my people Bury me and my fathers in the cave That is in the field of Ephraim the Hittite In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, Which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan Which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial place There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife And there I buried Leah The field and the cave that is there Were purchased from the sons of Heath And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons He drew his feet up into his bed And breathed his last And was gathered to his people So notice this The last act of Jacob's life Was to bless his sons Now, you know I'm going to make an application with that, right? Like, how can you not? Like, It's just like sitting there being like, just apply this. Brothers and sisters, be a blessing. Live your lives as to be a blessing to the people around you. So if you're at school, bless the people around you. Why? Because you can. Because God has blessed you, so just bless them. If you're at your job, don't do your job just unto your boss. Do your job as unto the Lord. And let your company that you work for get the blessing. When you're, if, if you're married Just bless your spouse If you have kids Bless your kids Everyone you meet Just bless them Because we learn from Jacob I mean Jacob's last act Is to bless his sons Pronounce God's blessing Now of course we went through it And prophetically not all of it Seemed to be a blessing But he did bless them And then notice He gives them his final wishes And his final wishes Have everything to do with He does not want to be buried Buried in Egypt He keeps going back to the cave of Machpelah Purchased by Abraham Genesis chapter 23 Sarah was buried there Genesis 23 Abraham was buried there Genesis 25 Isaac was buried there Genesis 35 Rebekah was buried there We just found that out And then Leah as well So don't forget Remember when we started we said That the book of Genesis and the whole Bible Is about three things right Right God, the people, and the land. Right? We've been seeing God running through it. Now we see that God has called a people to himself. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and now Jacob's 12 sons. But the only piece of the land that the patriarchs owned was just this cave. That's all they owned, a burial place. So as you leave the book of Genesis, you find out that Jacob, although he has not seen the fulfillment of God's promise of a land... He still, his heart is there He wants to be buried in that same place The one piece of property they own In the promised land He's like, don't bury me here Bury me there I want to be with my grandfather My father, my wife, all these people That's the one place we have And don't miss the reality That from Genesis to Revelation God, the people in the land keep coming up because the book of Exodus, as we get into it in the coming weeks You're going to find that God is going to take them from Egypt And talk to them about going to the promised land that he promised to them Now sure, they're not going to actually step foot in the promised land As, as a whole group until the book of Joshua But God has promised them a land and he's going to fulfill it Now on that point, if, you, if you're reading deep into the news We need to pray for what's going on in Israel right now the Bible commands that we pray For the peace of Jerusalem and Israel We need to pray We need to seek the Lord Because the news is not Really sharing the news Of what's going on there It's kind of buried behind a whole lot of stuff You know If, you, if you're on the internet on Twitter There's people who are there And they're talking about the number of rockets that are, getting, that are going off there And people are getting hurt So we need to pray for the peace of Israel Because God has promised A people and a land. Now, what's interesting, if you get to the end of the book of Revelation, what do you find? That God brings a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. It's fascinating. So, although we get an earthly possession, our ultimate possession is a heavenly one. But we should still pray for God, the people, and the land. So, Jacob's final wishes, please don't bury me here. I want to be buried in the promised land. And notice... Verse 33, it says this And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons He drew his feet up into his bed Breathed his last And was gathered to his people You know what I love about this? The Bible It's God's word, right? Notice that he's done speaking He puts his feet up under the covers And he breathes his last And he goes to be gathered with his people You know what I love about that? I realize that death is scary Why? Because we're not there yet And all we have recollection of is this life But one of the hopes for the people of God Is that we'll be gathered together to our people And I don't know about you I'm not looking to get to heaven one day quicker than God has ordained it for me I want to be here for a long time I want to see what I look like with long gray dreads But like bald on top I want to see that That's going to be comic, high comedy You know? But you know, what? when it is time for me to go home, I'm going to get to meet the Apostle Paul. I'm going to get to meet great missionaries that I've read about. I mean, I want to ask Patrick what it was like sharing the gospel with the Druids. I want to know what that was like. I want to talk to Jim Elliott and say, Hey, Jim, you know, what was it like on that beach with the Alka Indians? I want to meet Wycliffe, who... Who was running for his life Just trying to translate the Bible Into the common language I want to meet Martin Luther And see if he's still kind of crusty in heaven Because if you read the writings of Martin Luther Martin Luther says some crazy things I want to meet all these people I can't wait to That's going to be a glorious reunion You know when the Lord returns Or when he takes us home To be with him That's going to be a wild time Every tribe Nation and tongue Together Worshipping God As one people Right now we meet in all these churches Language barriers Generational barriers And then that's all going to be gone There's just going to be the Lord And his people Don't miss that That when this life is passed We're going to be gathered to the people We're going to be among the company Of the faithful Not because of our own faithfulness Because we're not But because of the faithfulness of the Lord, even when we are faithless, it says he is faithful. Now, going on to chapter 50. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him. For such are the days required for those who are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. Now when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am dying. In my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as the house of Joseph his brothers and his father's house, only their little ones, their flocks and their herds, they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with them both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great gathering. Then they came to the threshing floor of Adat, which is beyond the Jordan, and they mourned there with a great and very solemn lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father, and when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Adat, They said, it is a deep mourning of the Egyptians. Therefore, its name was called Abel Misraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did for him just as he commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephraim the Hittite as property for a burial place. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt. He and his brothers And all who went up with him To bury his father So here we see Quite simply That the death And the burial Of Jacob He wanted to go on up Notice that they embalmed him So they said Embalming took 40 days The Egyptian mourned for him For 70 days Now what's interesting Is the royal mourning period For the Egyptians of that time Was 72 days So if a Pharaoh died, they would mourn 72 days For Jacob, they mourned 70 days Which means that they recognized Jacob, Joseph's father, as a great man They gave him, as you can see, this whole thing is about the funeral procession Joseph goes before Pharaoh and says, hey, listen My dad promised me, made me promise That we would bury him in the land of Canaan Can we go? He says, absolutely, you should go and so they head on out. Not only was Joseph and his family going, but also it says all the leaders of, of Egypt went as well. This was a royal procession. So much so that when they got to the land of Canaan, they saw the mourning, and the Canaanites said, Man, this is a great morning. And so they named the place Abel Misraim, which literally means the morning of Egypt. So this is a great funeral procession. And Joseph is buried in the land of Canaan. His resting place for his physical body is in the land of promise, just like Abraham's and just like Isaac's. So I like this because, listen, Joseph simply was obedient to the will of his father. Do I need to make an application? Of course I do. He said that Jesus always did those things which please his father, and the children of God should always do those things that please our father in heaven. Just as Joseph was obedient to Jacob, I want to encourage all of us to be obedient to the will of our Father. What that means is that if in God's Word, God has revealed something that says, hey, this does not make me happy, this is not how I want you to live, then what should we do? Just not do that. Because God is not the great cosmic killjoy. God says, I love you enough not to want you to hurt yourself. That's how it works God knows ultimately What is in our best interest And what isn't And so God says It's not like a big bummer God simply says I love you enough That I don't want you To hurt yourself And a good father Does that right You know it's like I always talk with Obadiah Because Obadiah He's getting to that point Now where he digs tools Tools are cool And they are cool You know But I'm not going to let Obadiah Play with a nail gun Unless I don't, you know, I don't even want to think of what my son can do with a nail gun. Because I love myself Say, look, Obadiah, you can't play with the nail gun unless I'm there with you showing you how it works. Why? Because I'm a great killjoy, right? Obadiah, I have a great time with the nail gun. Look, I can nail the dog to the wall. I can nail my sister to the dog. Now, I'm a bummer for not letting him do that, Right? But isn't it in his best interest? Because I can see my son. And I love my son. He's, if you haven't met Obadiah, you've got to meet him. He's good people. Obadiah, just, he likes to have fun. But Obadiah would be like, look at this. <sighs> because that's how, you know, you just look at makes a noise and a nail flies out. And then he'd be like, ow. So, see, that's why God asks us to be obedient because he loves us. And a lot of things that we think are fun... Because we have a limited view Of the ramifications of it A lot of it's like playing with a nail gun And yes You don't get the fun of playing with the nail gun But we don't realize that the fun of playing with a nail gun Is actually not in our best interest Or anybody else around us It's actually destructive And that's why God asks us to be simply obedient But we're all Like children We all don't like to be told That we can't play with the nail gun But I really want to I I mean it's fun And it's always fun until someone Gets a nail in their arm Or somebody gets a nail in his hands And in his feet See Jesus Jesus Died on a cross To forgive us for all of our disobedience And what's interesting is We all know that we've been disobedient right Right I was talking to someone just the other day. They're like, I just don't understand. I mean, you know, you're a Christian. Why would you believe in Jesus? I'm like, because I've done things wrong. Oh, come on. You, you know, you're just growing. I'm like, well, hold on a second. I'm like, and I, and I walked him through. I took him to, to the Ten Commandments, you know. And I walked him through. You guys have heard this, right? Where you say, you know, oh, you, you know, so you don't really think you've done anything wrong? No. Okay, so well, listen, have you, ever, have you ever stolen anything? No, no. I mean, I mean... When you're a kid, you never took a piece of gum from the convenience store? Oh, yeah, I did that. Cheat on your taxes a little bit? Oh, yeah, I did that. Well, the Bible says that you're a thief. And I'm like, did you ever kill anybody? Nope, nope, never killed anybody. Well, Jesus said that if you hate somebody, then you've murdered them in your heart. Did you ever say, I hate you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. The Bible says that Shouldn't commit adultery. Ever commit adultery? I'm not even married. Jesus said that if you have lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. He's like, Oh, yeah. I mean, all guys understand what that is. Okay, good. Like, one more. You ever tell a lie? He's like, Well, of course. I'm like, Not even a big one, little one. Oh, yeah. I'm like, So, man, we did four questions. You're a lying, thieving, adulterous murderer. And you know, I'm, and I said to him, I'm like, look, I just messed with you with that, but I'm the same thing. And so is everybody. That's the point. That's the point. This is why Christians believe in Jesus. Because the point is, is that if we're really honest with ourselves and look at who we are and what we do, and if we really think about them to their logical conclusion, we all come to the conclusion that we need serious help. And that we really don't understand The ramifications, spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking, socially speaking, emotionally speaking, and physically speaking, of what our actions are. And because we realize and we come to a subtle understanding that although I want to be God, I really am not God. And although I pretend like I know everything, I really don't know very much. I'm going to start to trust that God knows more than I do. And so I'm simply going to follow And what's interesting is that everybody's a follower. It's just a matter if who you're following will actually get you to the proper destination. Everybody's a follower. I'm sure there's someone here, I'm not following everybody, anybody. Yes, you are. Somebody is setting the pace for your life. And there's nothing worse than you saying, well, I set the pace for my own life because you don't have a clue what tomorrow's going to bring. So you're the worst person to follow if you're following just yourself. But people have been following themselves for as long as humanity has been in existence. And we have all sorts of evidence. Just watch the news of when people follow the dictates of their own thoughts. Just watch the news. Read a history book. It's a mess. It's a mess. But a Christian says, you know what? I realize I don't know the way. I'm going to follow somebody who lived the right way. I'm going to follow Jesus because Jesus is acceptable to God. So I'm going to follow His way. Not saying that you're going to get it all right. I told this guy, he's "Like, oh well, what do Christians really know?" I'm like, "Listen, all Christians know is that they're forgiven because he said all Christians are hypocrites." I love that. That's my favorite line. All Christians, I'm like, listen, everybody's a hypocrite. The only difference is that Christians are forgiven for their hypocrisy because of the death of Jesus. That's the only difference. I'm like, listen, yes, Christians are hypocrites. Absolutely. But so is everybody else. So is everybody else. Hypocrisy is the norm with humanity. Nobody actually lives out their creed. Nobody does. Hypocrisy is the norm. But the only difference is is that if you put your faith in Christ, in Jesus, then you're forgiven for your hypocrisy. And you get the witness of the Holy Spirit to start to change you from the inside out. And a Christian should be able to look back over their lives and say I'm way less hypocritical than I used to be But I still got a way to go I'm not what I used to be I'm not what I'm going to be But I'm moving in the right direction And that's what the gospel does That's what the gospel does So brothers and sisters Just be obedient Just do what God asks you to do Trust him because we all have ample evidence of what it looks like to go our own way and to trust our own stuff, right? I mean, we, we could, if I opened up the floor and said, okay, who wants to share all the great ideas you had and how they panned out? We could be here for a long time, right? I mean, we'd be here just for a long time with me talking. I got, I got, I got so many stories for you. And each one of us could do that if we're honest, right? When we chose our own way, and where we ended up. Now, Jacob is buried. Joseph and his brothers did what was asked. Now look at what happens in verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messages to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph I beg you Please forgive the trespass Of your brothers and their sin For they did evil to you Now please forgive the trespass of your servants Of the God of your father And Joseph wept when they spoke to him Then his brothers also went And fell down before his face And they said Behold we are your servants And Joseph said to them Do not be afraid For am I in the place of God But as for me You meant evil against me But God meant it for good In order to bring it about as it is this day To save many people alive Now therefore do not be afraid I will provide for you and your little ones And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them Now notice this Now that Jacob is gone Joseph's brothers are like. Now that our father's gone Joseph may take revenge for what we did to him They're concerned. They said, our dad's not here. Joseph wouldn't do it in front of our dad. So they make up a story. They concoct a story. Oh, you know, our dad said this. But what's amazing about it is that they don't need to make up a story because God has already revealed to Joseph why things went on. See, Joseph says, listen, guys, like he weeps when he hears this. He weeps that his brothers are concerned that he's going to harm them the way that he was going to repay evil to his brothers for the evil they did to him. And he says, no, 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 listen. You guys, yes, you did wrong to me. But I'm not in the place of God. I realize that you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And brothers and sisters, I cannot, I cannot emphasize and encourage you enough to realize that people may do things for evil, but God means it for good. That all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28. That is true and that is real. And yes, people do evil things, but God supersedes the evil plans of people and God works things together for good. Jesus is real
1: God asks us to be obedient for our own good. Like a child with a dangerous tool they shouldn't have, it's fun until someone gets hurt. Today, Pastor Daniel reminded us Jesus died for that disobedience. We decide who sets the pace for our lives. Make it Jesus. Giving is one of the central themes in the Bible. Believe it or not, it's the main subject of nearly half of the parables that Jesus taught. Like prayer and serving others, money is an outlet of spiritual power. When it's released into ministry, God does amazing things with it. To understand what it means to be a Christ follower, we must also understand what it means to be a giver. Please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly supporter of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel Fusco here from Jesus Is Real Radio. I'm so excited. My book,
0: Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives is available right now. It is released and God is using this book to be a message of hope to people who realize that life is messy, but Jesus is real. So get the book now. You can download it online. Go to honestlybook.com or wherever books are sold and where you like to get it. You and your friends are gonna be blessed to get to read Honestly. I'm so excited about it. God bless you.
1: Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will share how the circumstances of life won't always be favorable for us, but they might be just perfect for God. He can take a situation that's not going well and just knock it out of the park. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series entitled Brothers. Please glance at the clock right now and make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.